Mayotte, off the coast of Africa, is one of France's overseas territories. When the three other Comoro islands became independent in 1975, Mayotte chose to remain French. It became a département in 2011. It is part of France as much as the Loire or Dordogne, but living standards are far lower than in metropolitan France, and pressures from immigration boiled over into a general strike earlier this year. Gael Faure went to Mayotte to meet our observers and hear their concerns for the island's young people. Mayotte, a French island in the Indian Ocean. It's France's youngest department. More than half of the population is under 18. Another particularity is that 40% of the population doesn't have French nationality. Most immigrants come from the neighboring Comoros Islands and about half are undocumented. Mayotte is also France's poorest territory. On the outskirts of the biggest city, Mamoudzou, many families live in ramshackle housing. Hi. Hello. How are you? Great, thanks. We're here in Kaweni, which is France's biggest shanty town, and I grew up here. The majority of the kids here don't go to school. They just hang around with nothing to do. And what are living conditions like for these young people? Well, let me show you how they live. You'll notice that everywhere there are shacks made of metal sheeting. Hidouan takes us to meet a family that lives in one of these houses called bongas. Here's the bedroom. This is where I sleep with my husband. Here's where my children sleep, the boy on top, the girls on the bottom. Here's my stove. This is where I cook. When it rains, we collect rainwater. We filter it and then fill a canister so we can clean up and wash the kids' clothes. This shantytown is growing year by year. Here you see a banga that's under construction. The man building this banga is Comorian, and he hasn't been able to obtain working papers. His wife, however, is French. So is his two-year-old son. In the banga at night, the heat is suffocating. There are mosquitoes too, since without electricity we can't run a fan. Often, our boy will wake up in the middle of the night crying and agitated. It's really difficult for us to raise him like this. Another major challenge for Mayette's youth is education. The organization Village Deva helps kids and teens that aren't enrolled in school. Has the school district called you, either for a test or for enrollment? No. They haven't called your father? We've been trying to get them into school for a year and a half, but unfortunately we haven't succeeded yet, and it's frustrating for everyone. And yet here in France, schooling is mandatory. For the older kids, there aren't enough spots in the middle schools, so we have to wait for one to open up. For primary school, it's a bit more complicated because some towns refuse to enrol the children if they don't have official proof of residence. Some families find it difficult to provide proof of residence, no doubt because of the conditions they live in. Schools in Mayotte are overcrowded. Many primary schools are forced to operate on a rotating schedule. Half the students go to class in the morning and the other half go in the afternoon. Rosaline is 13. All her close friends have now enrolled in school, leaving her behind. I don't feel good, but I don't know what to do. When I'm here, all my friends are in school, but I stay here all day long. 
Poverty and difficulties accessing education. These issues have led to high rates of juvenile delinquency, and the violence has reached into Mayotte schools. We were forced to have tall offences installed, and barbed wire too, in order to secure the perimeter. So now we have schools that look a bit like bunkers. In secondary schools, clashes regularly break out between students and non-students. Like in this video filmed by a student at Dembeni High School in February. Or this one filmed at Kahani High School in January. In late February, clashes led teachers to stop working, and they precipitated major protests against crime that paralyzed the island for two months. There are rivalries between villages and also between crews which create tensions. Since the fall of 2017, we've had to put the school on lockdown four times. We had to get the students to safety, to close the gate here and gather all the students in the courtyard so that they'd be out of reach of the incidents taking place just outside. Youth throwing rocks, throwing bottles, attempts at attacking and mugging students, etc. So as soon as we're informed of a situation, we go on lockdown. Police patrols now visit the school multiple times a day, and parents volunteer to man the gates. Students can't get in without showing their school ID. I didn't want to go to school anymore. I was afraid of getting attacked. But now I feel better because there's more security. There's the police. But for this teacher, the added security isn't enough. Personally, I spent years teaching in the Paris region in difficult schools. But the type of violence I've seen here, well, I never thought I'd go to work and see that. There are students with machetes. I saw that in the middle school. So what needs to change? We're asking for all of my art to become a Rep Plus zone. Rep Plus meaning? A priority education zone, which would give us more staff and more resources to allow us to work in normal conditions. In Mayotte, there's a dearth of organizations catering to young people. The Maison des Adolescents is one of the few places where they can talk about the issues they face, like during this discussion on violence organized by the Mlezi Maoré Association. So why do we need to feel protected by a crew? Why don't we simply feel protected by the police or by ourselves or by the adults around us? Well, the police are going to say they'll make an investigation. But me? If I've been attacked, if I've been beaten up, I need to find a crew that's going to beat that guy up. So you're saying that you respond to violence with violence, right? Yeah. Is that a good thing? No, it's not. The organization's youth director says that all the changes that Mayotte has gone through since it's become a French department have been unsettling for many people. These days there's talk of judges, of prosecutors, of the prefecture, of all these authorities that feel far away from the villages. We get the sense that people feel disoriented in Mayotte, particularly over the question of who has what authority. This man is the highest authority in the land. The French government appointed Dominique Sorin as prefect in March. He recognizes his task here is massive. It is not normal for a French territory to have such a gap in services compared to what a French citizen might expect. So yes, we need to build more schools, more social housing, we need to improve sanitation. All this is part of the government's plan on which we're currently working, for which I've been sent here, so that improvements come rapidly to the lives of the people of Mayotte. 
Citizens that are fed up with crime are taking matters into their own hands. In several towns, like here in Combani, they've formed committees that try to stop youth crime. These women are planning night patrols. The reason I'm here, the reason I'm so invested in this, is because my kids were attacked in middle school. They were attacked in high school. They say that since the committee's creation, some young locals have changed their ways. They've stopped stealing. They even came to the mosque on a Friday to ask forgiveness from everyone. They used to have these haircuts with all sorts of colors. They wore all these earrings. And now they took the earrings off and cut their hair. So the reason they changed practically overnight is because we, the whole village, went to see their parents. We said to them, since you don't want your kids to change, because they didn't, well, then we no longer want you in our village. Leave our village. Go to another village. Fao Yabounou says that the committee doesn't use violence. To me, it's never a good idea to hit a child. However, local residents told us that some of the men in the committee had banded together to hit young people that they considered delinquents or who drank on the streets. This man told us he witnessed two such incidents. When I saw this, I didn't dare say stop. If I said stop, well, then it might be my turn to get beaten up. So I just stood there watching, in shock. It hurt my heart. And everyone knows about this. Everyone. A young man decided to tell us his story. For his security, we decided to conceal his identity. I don't know what I ever did to them. They came up to me outside the supermarket during the call to prayer in the evening. They got out of the car and started hitting some people. They caught me, put me in their car and took me to a field. They covered my face and hit me with a broomstick. Even if I was a delinquent, I've stopped all that since the committees were formed. I used to drink. Now I just smoke cigarettes. Late in the evening, we meet another young man. He admits he's mung people and snatched purses. So this is you before? That's me before. He says that in March, he and several friends were put into car trunks and then beaten by men from the town. One of them hit me with a stick in the stomach. When he hit me, I bent over like this. The other guy kicked me in the head. When I got up, he kicked me in the chest. They're not policemen. They shouldn't be doing this. They're just regular people. They have no right to beat us up. He says he now wants his life to change and dreams of finding a job. But finding a job is a major challenge for many young people in Mayotte. More than 40% of those under 30 are unemployed. France has just launched a vast program to develop and secure the island. It's not the first, and our observers fear it won't be the last. Yet the future of Mayotte's youth will depend on its outcome. That's it for this week. Remember, you can find more stories from our observers on our website, observers.france24.com. I'll see you next time.